morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. <laughs> serious? Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590thefan.com. Trick is here. Chuck is here still. Rocchio's here. Hoff is here. We got a full house. Come on by the What's in the bag? Wine. Not for you. What's in the bag? What's it for? It's not for you. Who's that wine for? Martin or his wife. Who brought it to him? Nobleized Vineyards in the house today. Oh, Nobleized. You know, great little design. This little Santa hat at the top of the wine bottle is quite the. I got a cuvee. I got the owner's reserve cuvee. Yeah, I like that. Of course, now we're talking about the radio, which means on Saturday at Randy's party, we can't show up. Hey, I got you a cuvee. About- <laughs> <laughs> Nobleized Vineyards is doing an event for our little haven this oh, I love Friday it. I love it. at Premium Outlet Malls. Question, just because I'm looking at the bottle of wine, and it says 12.6% alcohol by volume. Mm-hmm. Is that about normal? That's normal. For a red? I don't I know. So. I don't think know. so. I, don't know. I really don't. I never really look at that. Maybe on the uh, on beers, I will. Well, that's that's why I asked because There's I feel way like more you don't alcohol see alcohol volume that. in Canada and the Canadian beers, by the way, than here in the states. Labats. Canadians will always tell you you can't get drunk on American beer. I don't. I, I yeah, can. I think we drink enough. <laughs> no, you can. <laughs> they, it seems like they try. I don't know. Uh, Strix they here. Try. It is the midday grind. Five nine the fan. Uh, appliance discounters. One of our sponsors this hour. The appliance discounters. <laughs> Terrible transition. <laughs> No, I know what you're doing there. I know what you're doing there. Everything on this show is an inside joke. That was an accidental that's, inside That's joke. not good radio. I agree with How's you. I 100% agree with 100%. you. How's your toaster? What is? <laughs> I already warned John at Appliance Discounters. Strick may that's be my guy. I said Strick might be coming your way, but beware the bar. I need a garage, uh, a, garage a fridge for fridge. the garage. They got those. Get a slightly dinged and dented model because it's sitting in the garage. Yeah, I know. Back into it with the car, any yeah. hockey sticks are going to hit it. Won't even matter. Theappliancediscounters.com is their website. Six area locations are all around town. St. Charles, Baldwin, South County. It's the Concord Plaza. By the way, my brother-in-law, way, he has a Thermador fridge, John, and it needs a little bit of a repair. Are you assuming John's listening right now? Oh, he's listening. Hey, John, are you listening? It needs a repair, uh, so if we can work that out, he was going to use another company. I said, no, you got to use John, Appliance Discounters. They'll hook you up and take care of you. So uh, let's let's. I'll have them call you later on. The today, bartering John. is yeah. now on air. Yeah. No, yeah. in addition to being a great place to buy items, they have a repair team too. Yes, they so do. It's local. A lot of times, those appliance repairs, it's an eight hundred number, and it'll say next available date January fifth, and you're like, no, no, I need somebody soon, and you can get that at appliance discounters. Where was I? Six next topic. Locations. Well, I was trying to big booze win. <laughs> Strick is the uh, live read interrupter. That's what he is. Live anyway, reader. appliance discounters. I add to it. Appliance discounters. 
great local he, company. He amplifies your read. Are you a little uh, cockier mm. because the Blues won a game? They got a winning streak going Well, on. you know, they do have a winning streak. You know, last night was just a, uh, <laughs> you know, we've seen them give up third-period leads in the past. A couple things. Let me just break this down real simple for you in terms of last night's game. Um, we've seen them have several breakdowns in the third period. Last night they had... They scored in the third period, which traditionally all season long has been their worst period uh, of the season. You look at their goal differential in the third, it's not good. They score four goals in the third. They give up a two-goal lead, but they were able to come back. And you know what the biggest difference was last night? The Blues finally had some bounces that went their way, which hasn't happened a whole lot this year. And most teams that have had success that you see at the top of the standings, I would guess, have probably had the majority of the bounces go their way and have had some puck luck. The puck hits the post last night, uh, and, it, and it goes right across the goal line between, you know, behind Jake Allen. doesn't go in. The Blues got to go down the other end and score a goal. Um, David Perron tries to make a cross-ice pass to Braden Shan. It hits a Florida Panthers defender, goes right into the goal. I mean, heck, even the puck hit the referee early in the game, and that went in the goal. Everybody thought it was going to count and didn't count. Was it Peelzy? Yeah, got to give a shout-out to John Kelly, by the way, for knowing the rule because he was the only person in the entire building that knew the rule. Right off the bat, right as I'm watching bat, TV, he yeah, said immediately yeah, yes, that's yes. not going to be a goal. Yeah, he's the only one in the entire building. You know, the referee's always in play except for when it hits the ref and then goes right into the goal. Can't happen. So, anyway, that's the difference in last night's game. Bounces. I like how Strick interrupted himself. Puck like luck. That. Uh, and then the ability to have a collapse, take a timeout, regroup, and then continue to press and move forward. All right, we haven't talked to you in a couple of days, yeah. and the fight happened at practice. It's not a big deal. I realize mm-hmm. people fight in hockey. Well, I, that's, that's what everybody wants to say. It's not a big deal. Well, but right. I wanted to say that's sort of what everybody throws mm-hmm. out there immediately. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's an overreaction to say this is sort of the disharmony, the disconnect that we've thought this team has had and that's, you know, not a tight group. They don't have the strong leadership. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was indicative of that, or is that a reach? Well, let me just tell you this. In my, this is all my opinion, and, and there's going to be other hockey people who have different opinions. You know, some are going to say, oh, this happens all the time. Now, I've talked to countless former players over the course of the last 48 hours. I mean, several of these guys are Hall of Famers. Many of them played cool. 20 years. Oh, I'm going to start breaking it down. Name dropper. Okay. They played here um, in 97, 98, and then they ended up in... If you keep going, I will be able to drill down and figure it out. Some of them are USA Hockey Hall of Famers. Um, the idea that this happens all Red the time, times. I don't think is all that accurate. I mean, I think players go at it in practice. Um, maybe they, you know, you get a cross-check or two, and it ends up in, you know, obviously a, a, a chaotic situation. Teammates come in, they break it up. Uh, maybe there's some stick swinging going in. I mean... Listen, you're struggling, you're not you're not having a good season, and you're frustrated, and there's a lot of tension. Even yesterday, having an interview with David, uh, excuse me, Ryan O'Reilly prior to the game, he talked about how much tension there is right now in the room. There's a lot of tension, and we saw that in practice. So I've seen stuff like that happen. You know, I, I'll never forget uh, Keith Kachuk and Jamal Mayers, you know, having a, a stick-swinging incident at one another in a practice. Barrett Jackman and Kachuk going at it. Uh, David Backus and, um, and uh, Vladimir Tarasenko a few years ago. And we've seen with other teams, players get into it. Now, to see one player drop his gloves and feed another player is not a good sign. The feed optics meaning beat the snot out of him. Beat the snot out of him. I mean, the last punch, the uppercut, the optics Crushed him. are not good. Are not good. I mean, usually maybe you punch him once, players come in, they break it up. 
maybe you throw them down, you hold your hand over them, you yell at them, scream at them. Um, and I was talking to a former player, who, a former Blues player who's still in the league right now, who Hold plays on. in the Eastern Conference. Um, <laughs> David Backus. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is yeah. a good, fun game. Former, uh, Sounds like Backus. Because you would have asked him because of the fight. Because of his fight with Tarasenko. Who was I talking to? You'd follow up. Plus, he got injured last night. Skate to the face. He's okay. I talked to him this I'm morning. I'm guessing he's oh, good. Oh, so it's oh, Backus. Boom. Oh, yeah. You just um, gave it up. That, that was, Frank would every once in a while accidentally give it up. How about me workshopping that? So some Frank would be like, I talked to a Cardinal executive unnamed the other night. It would be like a little later. You know, some will say... John told me, like, wait a minute, is that the same guy earlier? Some will say the video doesn't show what took place before the fight. And to call it a battle drill, it wasn't a battle drill. It was a three-on-three drill. There are battling elements to it. You know, sometimes a player may get into a a teammate's face because (laughs) they're being lazy. They're not working hard enough, whatever. But to react because one guy is playing you hard, uh, I don't. I don't like that. I don't love seeing stuff like that, especially when you're talking about a young kid who's kind who's, of scrawny. Who's that's not his game. Now he did he go at Robert Bertuzzo? Yeah, I talked to Sanford about this at length yesterday morning, and you know he was boxing him out, um, you know, in front of the net, kind of like a basketball box out. And I think it led to maybe a cross check to the back. Now he went back at Bortuzzo, so I can understand if they get into it. But to see one player drop his gloves again, the optics are not great, especially when when one player that's kind of his style. The last punch crossed the line, in my opinion. I don't think it was necessary. Now you move on. You know, Robert Bortuzzo. They talked at the rink after practice. Bortuzzo called. Sanford again that night. They talked. They Sanford moved on. Sanford talk because his jaw is so well, shot. No, and, and he's lucky he's not seriously hurt. Let's, <laughs> no, and let's, I, I let's think let's what you're it. saying is 100% correct because mm-hmm. I think they were all too quick. We, oh, we happens, see football players, right? But everybody said, all oh, this happens, this happens. I'm like, it's kind of a beatdown of yeah. a teammate. That's a little different than saying tempers flare. Correct, correct. You know, it, to say it happens, I've been watching NHL practices on a daily basis for 20 years, and I've seen this happen maybe never. That was my point. Okay. In terms of Thank in terms in terms of a, I mean, I'm talking bare knuckles, like a real game fight. I, I want to see that type of emotion in a game. That, that's where I want to see it. I understand stand the frustration. You're coming off a six one loss. You know, in the case of Zach Sanford, he knows during practice that he's not playing the next game. He hasn't been playing well uh, the last handful of games. His game has dropped off, but. I just want to see some controlled emotion in that situation. You want to cross-check him. You want to even punch him once to get your point across. I would have liked to see maybe some some players get involved and break it up. Steve Ott was the one who came in and broke it up. Correct. Regardless if Sanford went at Bortuzzo. Now, if you're going to go at Bortuzzo, you're going to have to answer the bell, but it shouldn't have to answer the bell to that level. That's my opinion. It was a big and, bell. And a lot of... Veteran old school guys are going to completely disagree with me and say, well, you've never been in that situation. You know, hey, I played hockey. I didn't play in the National Hockey League. But all I'm saying is what I've seen in the past, you typically don't see that based off of that situation. I didn't feel like it was that bad that it should have led to that. I just think, like I said, tension and emotions are boiling over, and it, and it led to a guy who plays that role that you'd like to see him play that role in a game versus the practice, and he could have hurt a young player. That's dealt with some real adversity off the ice with his, his father passing recently and, and you know the shoulder injury he had last year and whatever. Um, 
you know, again, uh, I'm just going to to summarize it. The optics of seeing two teammates go at it at that level, it's never good to see. And on a lighter note, there is some hilarious irony when Steve Ott breaks the fight up. I told him he'd make a good official. Good line. But to your point, <laughs> where, where are the teammates? It's the same thing when Petro gets a face wash. Where, like, this group never seems to stand up for each other. They, they, they're like us. They don't care. They're just like, oh, yeah, okay. Oh, somebody's getting beat up. Yeah, is it our guy? Yeah. They don't, that's, to me, what I was asking. Is this just an example of a disconnect, a disharmony? Well, let me a, just put it to you this way. When you have, I the, agree with your take, by the way. This group, you've got a lot of young guys. You've got some carryover with some veteran players. And when you have young guys who come in who are threatening veteran players, and in the case of Sanford versus Bortuzzo, that's not the case. One, one player plays defense, one player plays at the forward position. You know, sometimes that can create some tension, too, when you have young guys coming in who are getting opportunities and playing above some veteran guys. Um, you know, Sanford's had the opportunity. He's moved up and down the lineup. He's been on the fourth line. He's been on the top line. Kairou comes up. He's been on the top line. He's also played on the fourth line. You look at Robert Thomas and some of these other guys, you know, but you know, there's a lot of young guys on this roster that all hang out together. Dunn, Schmaltz, Sanford, when Sammy Blay is here. Um, you know, these guys run together. Fabry's a part of that group as well. They they hang out together, as they should. A lot of young guys on every team in the National Hockey League are going to hang out together. I, I don't want to create this idea that there's this major divide between the veterans and the young guys, Um but I think that there is some internal competition that probably makes certain guys uncomfortable. And last night, Schwartzy coming back, first game, missed almost a month. And you guys had a great graphic. I can't remember the exact numbers, but they showed on Fox Sports Midwest the Blues record the last couple of years with Schwartz and without. Well, and I was surprised mm. at how different it is. I mean, the Blues, Major. very, very good yeah. with Schwartz and not good at all without well, him. this recently. year alone. But it was like the last couple, I this believe, year for this alone, graphic. They're three, eight, and two without Schwartz. With Schwartz, they're, I think, eight, six, and two. So they're above 500 with him, well under 500 without him. He's one of the best players, let's face it. Okay. So when I mean, he's even having a bad year, he's but having it's a still bad a year. Difference. But, you know, you look at his numbers, he's, he's been coming on. He had two more assists last night. Um, and his game is, you know, was coming on you know, prior to going down with, with, with his injury. So, this, this guy's a good hockey player. The proof is there that he's a good player, and I don't think anybody should be surprised that you're a better hockey team with uh, with Jaden Schwartz no, in the lineup. No, you just got to keep him healthy. That's the yeah, frustration. For sure. The guy is hurt all the time, but when he plays, mm-hmm. and they all point to it, does a lot of different things. Blues win last night, beat the Panthers 4-3. The Chris Pronger Cup now resides in St. Louis. Florida won both games last year. Mm-hmm. Pronger Cup back home. Colorado here on Friday. So the next topic then is... Is it a turning point? The fight or is the fight not a turning point at all, or a rallying cry? Or is we'll it, find out. I mean, I mean, could they get I, on a run I don't, here? I don't think that's. Fight, I don't think that's a turning point at all. But if they go on a run, you can certainly look back at it and say, "Well, maybe it was." And not because oh, we beat each other up. It could be. Listen, this is as bad as it gets. Look at us now. We're beating each other up. This is as disjointed a group as we could possibly. You got. Be. You got to stay together, man. I mean, now a lot of teams that are having success. Um, you know, and I was talking to Bacchus about this yesterday. They they don't do a lot. Of, they don't do a lot of these. He wasn't the guy, by the way, the former like, Blues player that's now in the Eastern Conference that he might have got hit with the, a skate yesterday. The, somebody the, different. The, the type, I was talking to a former Blues coach who lives in Edmonton, and, <laughs> uh, and then a just later, lost uh, eighty pounds. And a little the, later, not being specific here. <laughs> 
won a cup with Dallas. <laughs> you know, Backus. Um, <laughs> Backus was telling me a former Blues coach that's out of work in Chicago right now, and he uh, does shots at the Bears games. <laughs> I'm not going to mention names. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are just hilarious. <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. Sorry, what was the question? Um, but Backus was saying the type of drill the Blues were doing, which can lead to something like that, right? In zone drill, three on three, limited space. Guys are battling for space, and it can lead to tempers flaring. He said in Boston they don't do the drills like that for the most part. I mean, they do mostly three on two flow drills and whatever. They're just not really flow drills. They're not necessarily doing a whole lot of physical physical activity with one another during the course of of the season. Is that Baruby? Is that something newer? Or they've well, always been doing it this way? You know, are they I, trying to toughen themselves I, up? I think they're. I think that. Every drill they do right now is designed to have that translate into the game. Get a little energy, a little and, physical. And they need to be better in those areas. So do you think so then maybe, that, but maybe it's not as important. So for, Bortuzzo could beat up Sanford in a game maybe and say, hey, I, I got that drill down. I, there's carryover. <laughs> no. Did anybody talk to him? Do you think Baruby, Armstrong, anybody says, hey, I believe the Bortuzzo, media, like, not a fan of that. Do you uh, think Army or Baruby talks to him or Ott, anybody? I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. But I, I'm, I can't tell you what was said. I, I hope the right thing was said. But probably somebody higher level said to Bortuzzo, you don't do that to a teammate. I don't think that would be the message. I don't think that would be the message. I, be stronger than that. No. No? Okay. I, I, I think or just, hey, what were you thinking? I think it's, honestly, I think the culture, and not just here, I'm talking about in the game, is that, hey, these things happen, you move on. You know what, though? I think you actually said it perfectly. Because I agree with you that these things probably happen a lot, and you remember kind of the Bacchus Tarasenko thing, and you can see how couple pushes, couple shoves, Backus could have couple beat the crap out of Terry right, Blanco, right? Couple stick hits, maybe a punch or two. I I one hundred percent agree with you. And look, when you have it on video and you have it in slow motion, the last punch all of a sudden looked like man, that's a big dude who can fight, mm-hmm. just smashing yeah. a dude who really didn't want any part of that fight. And 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 then maybe you can say, okay, Sanford, he shouldn't have turned around and and started talking. And again, look, yesterday Curbs was on this show. Now, our video, we got it a couple seconds into the fight, right? Because it had already happened. Right. I know I saw Ortuzo with a strong cross check on Sanford, and Kerber said Sanford actually popped him first. Now, again, you're watching that, practice. You can't see everything. Correct. I watched the entire thing, and I think that is what is um, – depends how you want to um, – how do I put this? Define popping who first. I think Sanford responded to maybe a cross check to the back or whatever. I don't think he went up. Like if you know Zach Sanford, it's not, he's not going up and popping uh, Robert Bortuzzo in the face. Okay, let's you know did he did he play him hard? Did he get him? Did he did he catch him in an area that made Bortuzzo react a certain way? Probably so, but it may have been a carryover from him boxing out Bortuzzo. Bortuzzo fighting for his space, maybe giving him a little bit of shot, and now all of a sudden it's escalating to what we saw. I don't, I don't want to point fingers just to say, oh, well, this guy started it. You know, we're not on the playground. This is not a cafeteria, high school cafeteria here, like in terms of, well, he, he started it. He did it. For, he hit me for, hey, I, I, I get all that, and, and there's a lot of accuracy to that. I don't have a problem with two guys getting into it in practice. Those type of things are going to happen. But 
It's the old saying, know when to say when. You, you, you got to know when, to, okay, I've, I've made my point. This guy's on my team. He's my teammate. My gloves are off. His gloves are on. He's a young kid. I'm not trying to hurt this kid. Obviously, you're upset. You're angry. You're mad. The combination of everything, losing 6-1 the previous game, um, if it comes down to because I'm playing you too hard in practice, you know, like I'm just not a huge, huge fan. I'd rather a player get in the face of another player and see it lead to something like that if he's in his face because he's saying, hey, you're lazy, you're not bringing it in practice, you're not bringing it in the games, you're not working hard, and that player maybe gets a little upset because he's in his face and something like that. You know, Maybe challenge him that way. Um, but again, we've moved on from this. I don't think either player has any hard feelings. I think they're big boys and they understand it and they get it. But you, you just hope you don't see stuff like this on a regular basis. Strick is here. Andy Strickland, Fox Sports Midwest. Hockey Sense every Friday, 4 o'clock, live from Schneidhorst, previewing the 2019 NHL Draft. Martin and Chuck here till the top of the hour at Midday Grind. Best text topic I could think of as we're breaking this down like the Zapruder film. Who would you like to punch? 855-282-8255. Just in general or a sports no, figure? Just and, in general. And, and listen, I kind of come at it also from, like, I've been coaching youth hockey at the highest level here in town for years. And I've seen kids get into it a little bit, okay? And I know it's not NHL play, but they're kids. You know, so this type of stuff can can happen. But, again, usually it doesn't turn into a uh, something that you would see on uh, on the Greatest Fights video, you know? <laughs> I mean, again. It's just, this was an all, you know, but. Um, well, I want to ask you some other blue yeah. stuff, too. I think yeah. you made a good point. I yeah. like it. In jest, we say, who would you like to punch? But it's kind of fun to talk about. 855-282-8255. Who would you? Can I say you? Triad Bank whoa, brings you whoa. take it to the bank. That's unnecessary. Yeah, take it I back. can't be mad at Bortuzzo, though, because I've wanted to punch Martin like that mm-hmm. take it back. in the past. When? Take it back. The hell of an almost, uncut, though. Almost every day. I'm glad Sanford's not seriously hurt. 100%. And okay. he was going to be. It was funny, though. He was called a healthy scratch. I'm like, is he healthy? No, he, was already gonna, he, was, he already wasn't going to play. But Which he, probably led to some of the frustration that day. For him. Correct. Triad Bank brings you take it to the bank. Take your hot takes to the text line. Don't punch your co-worker. Let it out on the text line. Triad Bank located in Frontenac. They're in Frontenac, Missouri, not Frontenac, Illinois. Right here in the Midwest. On Clayton Road, just one block oh, west Midwest. of Lindbergh. Triadbanking.com is the website. Since 2005, a St. Louis-based bank. If you're a business owner, and I know a lot of folks out there, own businesses you'd like to expand, make sure you check in with Jim Regna and his partners there because they are St. Louis people making those decisions. You're not going to New York or L.A. to find out if it makes sense or not. Triadbanking.com. Again, Frontenac is where you'll find them. Friendly folks, wonderful people at Triad Bank, bringing you Take It to the Bank. We'll take a quick break here. Chuck, you know what we're going to do? We're going to come right back. Oh, wow. On More content. Are we? More content. Get your now. text in. Who do you want to punch? This should be good. I, I, I'm very interested. 855-282-8255. Like the old chalk dog days, everybody write down who you think is going to get the most votes, okay? Do I used to do that show. Yeah, scribble, scribble. Okay. No, not of us. I mean in general. More content coming up. I made the change from a common thief. Up close and personal with Robin Leach And I'm far from cheap I smoke smoke with my peeps all day Spread love, it's the Brooklyn way The Moet and Alizé keep 